something from the Yediyah's department, a Yediyah that probably people should have, or probably don't have. So I'd like to start with a short Yediyah, and to get to a, uh, a broader topic. Shlichus uh, is to send. Moshen Kaidesh, Vayishlach is you send. Sometimes it means to send a one-way ticket, to send someone one way. And sometimes it means you send someone to come back, you send someone to the store to buy something and you come back. If you take a Chumish or a Navi, Ksuvim, and you look at the word, you should be able to know from looking at the word if it means to send to come back or to send away permanently. It's very, very simple. It's only simple if you know it. If there's a dogesh in the lamid, dogesh, you heard of it. If there's a dot in the lamid, meaning the middle letter of the shayrish, shin lamid ches, if there's a dot, then it means to send away on a permanent basis, a one-way trip. If there's no dot in the lamid, if there's no dogesh, then it means to send and come back. That's a klal. Most dogish rules have no exceptions. The Dikduk, every rule has exceptions. But Kemat, every dogish rule has no exceptions. And it seems that this rule has no exceptions. It's generally, not always, but generally the vowelization is different. When there's a dogish in the Lambit, there's usually a Pasach under the Shin. So that... Uh, let's take some examples from Chumash uh, in Parshas Kiseitzei when someone gets divorced when someone gets divorced he sends away his wife now it's a one way ticket he sends away his wife and the marriage is over and Zehu so it says the Lushen that it says in the Torah when it talks about a divorce always has the dot in the Lamed always has uh, this type of binyan where there's a a dot in the lamid same thing again it's a divorce it's written in a Lashen that, that implies a permanent sending away. Again, Shilcha is a Dagesh in the Lamed. Whenever there's a Dagesh in the Lamed, it's a one-way ticket. It's a one-way, it's a strong sending away. It's a sending away and don't come back. In Lashen Kaidish, that's called Binyan Kaved. Everyone's going to turn off. I said the word Binyan. But let's talk about a doubt in the Lamed. But Lashon Kodesh is called Binyan Kaveh. Binyan Kaveh is a strong expression. And when you have the, the Dagesh in the Lamed, then it's always uh, a strong expression. It's a, to send away in one direction. The same thing in Parshish Kisei Tzai Beshloch HaKein. Shaleach Teshalach Esa'ein. It's also the one way taking. You're sending the mother away. You're taking the eggs. Shaleach Teshalach. It has the... Uh, the Dagesh in the Lamed. Those are examples of Binyan Kaved 
Shalach is Ami Avduni, Shalach is Binyan Kaveh. Send Klai Yisrael out of Mitzrayim. It's a, it's a one-way ticket, and when it's a one-way ticket, there's a dogish in the land. When you send someone just to go and come back, then there's no dogish in the land, for example. In the whole Pasha Shemais, in Pasha Shemais, HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends Maish Rabbeinu to Pari's house. You all understand he's to Pari's palace. You understand he's not sending him to stay there permanently. And therefore, consistently, it says uh, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent him there's no dogesh. Okay, not sending him there permanently. He's sending him there and they'll come back. They'll go to Paris house and Ashlichus and come back. Same thing Pasikudais. Also I'm sending you to be a messenger to go. Uh tell Again, no dogation in, in it. repeats all the time. So there it's always without the dogesh. So this is the rule. That's called binyakal. Binyakal is he sends somebody, it's not a strong sending. It's a send and come back. It's they send messengers. Pashtas means messengers to come back. They're not staying permanently by Esav. So it says, So, even if you don't like Dibduk, this is the rule you could remember. I told it to my nine year old grandson. I didn't tell him, I just told him, I think he's always going to remember it. It's an easy, very easy thing. That when there's a dogesh in the Lamid, it's a permanent sending. When there's no dogesh in the Lamid, it's a temporary sending. Okay? Easy rule. Why do I mention it? In Parshas Nayach. Because in Parshas Nayach, there's a Rashi. If you, know, if you don't know what I just told you, it's impossible to learn this Rashi. The Pasuk says, in Periches Pasuches, by Yishalaches Hayoyna, May Itai. He sent away the dove, you know, from the, in the table, he sent the dove. Yishalaches Hayoyna, May Itai. Lirais Hakalamayim, Alpnei Adam. So listen to Rashi. Listen to the words of Rashi. Impossible. You know, no clue. You show this to 99% of the people, they can't touch it. Yeah. Just a Lashen of sending. Sent it going its way. That's what she's talking about. It's impossible to understand this Rashi. Unless you understand Rashi's bothered. There's a dogish in the Lamed. There's a dogish in the Lamed. He sent it one way. It sounds like to come back and, and indicate to you what's going on. So Rashi says, without a dogish. It's not go and come back. He sent it permanently. He said, Yaina, goodbye. If there's a place to go, then the Yaina won't come back. If there's no place to land, the Yaina won't come back. No, it's very 
like a kindergarten idea. But uh, 99% of you have no clue uh, what's going on. The Oyrev is, is really the same thing. But it can get confusing. The question is why Rashi says it by the Yaina, not the Pasuk earlier by the Oyrev. So there's an answer, but there's nothing to do with Dingdom, it has to do with Pshat. But this is an easy rule. Okay, everybody, another rule. Okay, Adanim Nalamid. Binyan Kaveh, you send away permanently. Now, lest I push my luck. You know, Bishalach sent permanently. Are you meant to send permanently? Probably. The Pashat Pshat is the next Limud, the verb, Limud is learning. Limud is teaching. Limud is teaching. You know, people who talk Yiddish, they get confused in teaching and learning. Right? They say teaching, they mean learning. They say learning, they mean teaching, because the Lashon Kaiser is the same word. Right? Learning. Learning is to teach, and learning is to learn. Right? So I'm going to learn you a thing or two. I'm going to learn you a thing or two. I mean, I'm going to teach you a thing or two. Just since the Lashon Kaidish and the Yiddish, it's all one word. So Merela, it's all the same. Isn't it a Pella that Lashon Kaidish is the same word for learning and the same word for teaching? The answer is, it's not true. If you see a word, Lilmaid, you look if the middle letter has a Dagesh. If there's a Dagesh in the Mem, then it's to teach. Teaching is harder than learning. So, when it says Lilamid to teach, and usually there's a Pasuk under the Lamid, just like the Yishalak, there's usually a Pasuk under the Shit. The, if the middle letter has a Dagesh, that's being covered. The Lamid is to teach. Lilmaid, how do you know Lilmaid means to learn how to teach because there's no dog age. I have in front of me Avasailam Aftanu. So it says Saintly Dainu Bina Lovan Askilashmaya Lil Maid, no Dagesh. Ulamaid has a Dagesh. Do you ever wonder why the printer bothered with these dots? Huh? Like a vase and a vase, you understand. But like what's the difference? If it has a dogesh, doesn't have the dogesh, you pronounce exactly the same way. The answer is that there's a very big difference. When there's a dot, it's been kaveit. It's a strong expression of teaching. It's teaching, which is always harder. And uh, little might is to learn. In Birsataira, Kulanu Yaidishemecha Vallaimde Sairasecha. Does that mean we're all Yaidishemecha and we teach your Taira or we learn your Taira? It's a Birsataira in the morning. Laimde Sairasecha Lishma, Barakat Hashem, Amlami Taira, Lami Israel. If you take Rav you'll see. When it says, Loim de Sairasecha, it's with or without. Loim de Sairasecha means to learn, there's no dagesh. Parachat Hashem, Hamalame Taira, Lame Yisrael. You're going to find the dagesh. Hamalame Taira. Right? Should have a dagesh. It has a dagesh. Hamalame Taira, Lame Yisrael. This is a rule, like I say, which is for the most part across the board. Dugish rules are usually without exceptions. And uh, so I'm not going to push it. Shlichus, two types. Salimut, two types. Let's see, those are two easy ones. Is there a okay. case where the word is? 
Well, because there's a dogesh, there's a patach on the letter before, but but to see the patach rule, there are exceptions. In binyan kaveh, there's usually a patach before the dogesh, but there are exceptions like begerish and it says v'shulchami beisai, maybe shalchami beisai for whatever reason. So the pad recognize it by, by the nakudis, there are exceptions. But to recognize it by the dogesh, I don't think there are any exceptions. If there are, see, like Rashi and this week, Rashi, you have to explain it. Okay, I'm telling you in Digduk, you don't gotta know, you gotta know mamish nothing and you're very smart. You know, you'll tell people by a suda or in shul, you'll tell somebody this rule with a dot in the lamid, they'll think you know all kinds of Digduk. I know nothing about Digduk. I know, a dot in the lamid is one way and a dot in the mem is a different way. And so, you know, that's pretty much what I know about the Yinkhaved. Maybe I come up with one or two more examples, but uh, these are the easy examples. And uh, and that's it. That's it for this topic. Right? The bite-sized piece, everybody. Do it a few times in the year and you'll all be geniuses in Dikduk. Because you'll know uh, ten minutes worth five times, so... It's a lot more than everybody else. Okay? So a dot in the mem, a dot in the lamid. Just have to remember which is which. Okay? Binyan Kaved is the harder one. To send someone permanently, to teach. That's Binyan Kaved. Okay. I'd like to talk a little about uh, Eretz Yisrael. Uh, the truth is that there's a shaykhist in the parish as well. Because everybody knows the beginning of Lech Lecha starts with Avram's, like some Rishayim was first Nisai, and other Rishayim learned its broad spectrum of what is ten Nisayim But Avram Avinu was told, Lech Lecha, Meyarskam, Lech Lecha, Beisavicha, Eloretz Eshareka, Avram is told to go to Eretz Yisrael. That's his first Nisayim, travel, leave everything, and go to your father's, and leave your father's home, and go to Eretz Yisrael. Tight. What most people don't realize is that in the end of Parshish Nayak, just a few psukim earlier, uh, the Pasik says two psukim earlier. Next to the last Pasik in Nayak. In the beginning of Lachlacha, Avram Avinu was told to go to Eretz Kanan. Okay, it's a big Messiah. Two psukim earlier, Terach moves. Terach is Avram's father. V'ikach Terach says Avram benai. Avram, Keretah takes Avram and Loit ben Haram ben benai and Sarai. Eishas Avram. He takes the three of them. These are the three that end up going to Eretz Yisrael, right? So Terach takes the three of them. V'yetsu itamir kazdin lolechas atzokanan. Two psukim earlier, the same three: Avram, Sarai, and uh, and Loit are heading to Eretz Yisrael with Terach. With Terach, they're heading there. So something goes wrong. They didn't make it the whole way. They stopped at Choron, and you know, whatever. Terach liked uh, the schnitzel of Choron, so he stopped. You know, Terach wasn't commanded to go, so he liked something there, and he stopped, and that's it. So it's a shtickle pelev. Avram has to go there, it's Yisrael. Tupsukim early, he's heading there, and sort of the Rabbani Shalom stops him. Rabbani Shalom stops him from going. There's a cloud that Eretz Yisrael is nicknamed Yisurim. It's a cloud that the first time in Shas Eretz Yisrael is mentioned is in Brachas Tafei. And the Gemara says that uh, Eretz Yisrael is nicknamed Yisurim. 
It could be my Avram Avinu's Nisayin and Lachlacha is the original going to Eretz Yisrael, and it was kosher with many Nisayinists. Many Nisayinists, and the first thing explained why going there was a Nisayin, leaving his father behind. And even when he got there, there was a hunger, he had to run to Mitzrayim. But it's counted from the Nisayinists of Avram Avinu, possibly the first Nisayin, depending on, on how you count the Nisayinists, the Prishayim count there, everyone counts this as a Nisayin. So that the Kenyan of Eretz Yisrael is a Kenyan that's this kasher that has a kasher with Yisrael. Now the truth is the expression Kenyan Niknebi Yisrael needs a hazard. It has nothing to do with the Kenyan. It has to do with the United Yisrael. The United Yisrael, for whatever reason, in Hashemayim, it's a Kenyan. It's Niknebi Yisrael. The, I mentioned to you in the past uh, that Gos Hashri in, in Elu Metzius, which is brought Lahalacha in the Ramah. The story, remember the story of a person who bought a bar of tin, and really underneath it was gold or silver, different versions of the story. Like I assume it was really silver and it got upgraded to gold, but there are different versions in the Rishayim. So someone bought a bar of tin. He thought it was tin. He paid for tin. He sold it to another yid. And the other yid found that it was tin-covered gold or silver. And it was the entire. He said, it's a mekartos. The original seller was long gone. So the one who sold it, Ruben, who sold it to Shimon, says, it's a mekartos. I get it back. And the psak of the Gaz Hashri, which is the way we pass in, in the Ramah passes, the Shulchan Aruch, and his explanation in Cheshem Mishpat but he said remember what he said that the one who buys the tin it's really gold underneath if you buy tin it's really gold underneath the only kind of tin the Kenyan is only to the degree that you know what it's worth if you kind of something and it's, it's hidden inside that it's really worth more you're not kind of the more you kind of something, part of the Kenyan is the Das Kenyan. And you kind of to the degree that you know there's a Kenyan. It's based on the Sugya in Nehla Metzius, and Aleph. You buy a house, and there's treasure hidden in the house, so you're not kind of the treasure. Even though Chatzera Shaladim kind of like Shalami Daita, but it's a Mishnah. Mishnah says you buy a house. And there's treasure hidden in the walls of the house. There was some previous owner that hid gold and silver and money in, that, in the walls. So you buy the house, and then you sell the house. The new buyer is kind of, he can, if he finds it, it's his. Not only that, the Mishnah says that the house collapses. The house collapses, and someone walks by and sees it and takes it, it's his. Because when you buy a house and money is hidden there, you don't know it's there, you're not kind of. You're only kind of something to the degree that there's a hakara of what it is that you're being kind of. That's the klal in Chesha Mishpat. Even Kiyah Chatzah, which is Kaya Shalami Daitai, which you're kind of only, I think there are most Reish Lamed Beis, I think. Success uh, maybe. And, uh, and that's the halacha. The Hagar Sashri is there in the Rosh on... Uh, in this case, the roommate here also bought a house that was 
Else. Yeah. So he Shimon. didn't own it until he discovered it. Once Shimon he scratched Shimon it. it. So Shimon is the one who owned it. Now Ruben doesn't own it. He doesn't have to give it back. The Psak is that Shimon who discovered the gold, he keeps the gold. Ruben only owned the tin. And Ruben sold to Shimon, Shimon was only kind of the tin. But the minute he discovers the gold, he could be kind of the gold, and it becomes his. If you think you're being kind of tin, then you're only kind of tin. You're not kind of gold. He said that's maybe the Bior in the Marasam of Pela, which Avram brought from Ephraim for 400 uh, shekel kesef. And it makes it sound like uh, Ephraim cheated Avram, right? Avram gave him Evil Asaychur. And we all know that it was worth much more. Avram Avinu knew that Adam and Chava are buried there. Ephraim didn't know that Adam and Chava were buried there. If he didn't know Adam and Chava were buried there, he made a museum, he made a tourist guide, a place to go and dive in, make schoolers. Especially then, there was no, nobody was buried yet in Uman, no one was buried yet in, uh, in any place else. It was the only camera, right? Ephraim didn't know Adam and Chava were buried there. Avram cheated Adam and Chava. I mean, Avram cheated Ephraim. You put a 400, for 400 shkolem, you buy, you buy the place where Adam and Chava are buried? The terrorist is the same thing. Ephraim was never kinder this field for its bigger value. He didn't know Adam and Chava buried it. When he bought the field, it was worth the smaller amount to him. If you think you're kind of tin, you're only kind of tin. You're not kind of gold. If you think you're kind of a rocky field, you're kind of a rocky field. I, it's worth more than a chava buried it. If you don't know, then you're not kind of. The idea that Eretz Yisrael's nickname is Surim is an idea of the Chavivas of Eretz Yisrael. Yisurin means that a person pushes himself. Person, everybody lives somewhere. Everyone lives somewhere. So maybe living there, it's Israel. It's a good place to live. It's a, not too much snow. The, you know, maybe maybe you're living there for that. So Kaddish Baruch Hu, you know, it's a half a joke. They say when Kaddish Baruch Hu, uh, created the world. And uh, set up Eretz Yisrael. The Malachim said, So much you give Eretz Yisrael. Such beautiful mountains. And such beautiful Mediterranean Sea. And, uh, the, and the Mechamed of Tiberia. Yerushalayim Yerakad. You give so much to one land. Not fair. So Rabbi Shalom answered, Just wait to see who I'm going to give them as neighbors. There's a little truth to it. It sounds wonderful. But uh, Klai Yisrael never lived in Eretz Yisrael uh, easily since the Galas. Always Nikneb Yisurim. That's the Kenyan of Eretz Yisrael. How are you kind of karka? You're kind of karka with Hiraz Thylus. You have to do something to show your Avalabas. How do you show? How do you show? It's a regular karka, no Gadar or Peretz. Uh, you're kind of through a Kenyan. How are you kind of Eretz Yisrael? The Chavivas of Eretz Yisrael comes through a Kenyan that has to do with a certain amount of Messias Nefesh. There's a play Yeshua in Ksuvis, Tavkuf Yod Aleph. 
The Gemara says, Kol Adar Beretz Yisrael is Shari Beloi Avon. If you live in Eretz Yisrael, you're living without Averis. What's the question of Kasha? Kol Adar Beretz Yisrael, Dari Beloi Avon. So the question of says, I know plenty of people living in Eretz Yisrael, they're not sure, they're not Dari Beloi Avon. What does it mean? You live in Eretz Yisrael. Yisrael's Megan, you shouldn't stand there. You know, some people that are not that way. So Pnei Yeshua says, a dar Eretz Yisrael is someone who lives in Eretz Yisrael, a man Kedushas Eretz Yisrael. Someone who lives there with the with the the Chavivos of the Eretz HaKadosh. Someone has the Chavivos. So that's, that's Eretz Yisrael. That's Eretz Yisrael. You live in Eretz Yisrael because the other reasons, that's tin, that's not gold. If you want to be kind of tin, you're kind of tin. Not kind of gold. And you can live in Eretz Yisrael, and you can live in Brooklyn. If you want, you, if you want to be kind of Eretz Yisrael, you have to be accurate with the Hashivas of Eretz Yisrael. It's not a Chaim Hakadosh. The Yikra Yutes says the same thing. He says, when you come to Eretz Yisrael, Kisavayu el Haaretz, take Havonas Habia el Haaretz, lechibuk lecheshik Haaretz Hakadosha, v'loy derech mikrit. Kisavayu el Haaretz means you're coming, you're makir, the chashivas of Eretz Yisrael, the kedusha of Eretz Yisrael. When there's a hakaras, you have a kinyan in Eretz Yisrael. When there's no hakaras, you don't have a kinyan. It's a place. Uh, it's a place people go because it's a place people go. The point is that the Kenyan Eretz Yisrael is because of Hashivas Eretz Yisrael. If, uh, there was a psak from Rebel Yashiv with a couple from South America. She wanted to move to Eretz Yisrael and he didn't want to move to Eretz Yisrael. And she said, you know, the Allah is uh, that uh, husband and wife could force each other to go a Kermal in Eretz Yisrael. So they asked Rebel Yashiv. And Riyashiv asked her, why do you want to come to Eretz Yisrael? Why do you want to come to Eretz Yisrael? So she said, I have friends here. South America, I don't have too many friends. Eretz Yisrael, I have friends. And also, you know, she lives in Brazil. How much kosher food is there in Brazil? You know, it's hard to be a Fermier in Brazil. Yerushalayim, there's plenty. It's much easier to be a Fermier in Yerushalayim. The food is, is more available, the kosher food, and I have friends here. But Yasha Paskin, then it's printed, that she can't force him to move to Eretz Yisrael. She's not forcing him to move to Eretz Yisrael. She's forcing him to move to a place she has more friends and more food. So it's Hakoyam Island, Eretz Yisrael. If it's Atzchavim of Eretz Yisrael, then Hakoyam Island, Eretz Yisrael. If you're going there, because the food is good, and the, and the friends, so there's no such halacha that Hakoyam Island to a place where you have more friends. So this is the Kuda. The Kuda is an appreciation of Eretz Yisrael for what it is. Eretz Yisrael for what it is. It's a Mokim Kaddish. It's the place from where everything emanates and the place where everything goes. You stand at the Kaisel and Davin there. You should feel at your back the wind of all the Tfilis, of all the Eden from everywhere. They're all flowing right through there to the Kaddish condition. Every Jew, the whole world over, is davening towards there. If you stand at the Kaisel and you have that Eimah, 
you have that feeling that all the tefillas are coming through you stand there differently you don't uh, you know you don't misbehave there you don't misbehave there if you feel if you feel the awe of the place people go to the kaisel because the place to get, but people get together it's not, it's not pleasant and you come there and, uh, and people are schmoozing about different things just like they smooth shoes and shul that's uh, it's not the kaisel it's tin it's not gold if you make tin, then it's tin. If you make gold, then it's gold. That's what you make of it. Every time there's a little tumbling in Eretz Yisrael, parents uh, call me if they should send their kids back to Eretz Yisrael. I send them back. Shouldn't I send them back? So what I've been telling them is, of course you should send them back. If you have a child planning to go after Pesach, tell them to go right now instead. The best time to go. There's a certain seriousness in Eretz Yisrael, there's a certain sincerity, there's a fear. The people are coming because they're coming because it's Eretz Yisrael. It's a different heritage. It's the most wonderful time in Eretz Yisrael when all the tourists are not there. All the tourists are not It's the most absolutely wonderful time. You know, you don't have, you know, it doesn't bother me as much. You go to the Kaisel and you see all the Frenchmen in their shorts and uh, flip flops. and you know. But every once in a while you see some of the Yamaka coming to the Kaisel that way. I was once in Israel for a simcha for a day. And I went from the airport to have a mincha, and then I went to the simcha. As I'm walking out of mincha, I see somebody I know from, uh, from Brooklyn who's learning Israel coming to the Kaisel for mincha. You're not dressed the way you should be dressed. I chased him away. I screamed at him. I chased him away. I said, go down somewhere else. Go down in the Kervachaik and Yeshivas where the way you're dressing is appropriate. You know, the Kaisel is the way you come dressed to the Kaisel. He tells me, no, I'm dressed this way. I went into the tunnels, into the water, under the ground, and, you know, so I had to. I don't understand. So you went sightseeing, so part of sightseeing is the Kaisel. If you, if you make tin out of it, then it's tin. If you make gold out of it, then it's gold. Eretz Yisrael Nikna The Kenyan is a Kenyan when people are willing to be civil. Eretz Yisrael and in Kachim I was looking. There's a sefer Kotche Yecheskel. I happen to like the sefer because it's the Torah of the Ostrovsa. The Ostrovsa was a one of the Hasidish Gedalim who, uh, who I feel akin to in certain ways which if you know about the Ostrovs so maybe you'll figure it out but uh, in there there's a drush that was said in Shabbos Shuva 1936 and it begins could have been written uh, could have been written many many times in the last 80 years it's drush kehayim today. Shenerag and shenergu. See shesvar and not mak but an digduk. Shenerag kama kedushim v'tayim v'yushalayim v'artzein v'akedushim. And he has the gavaldige insight for people of chutzlaris. There's a well-known chazal that Yosef was buried in Eretz Yisrael and Moshe wasn't. Why? Because when Yosef was in Paray's house, they said Ishivri. He looked like a, uh, like, a, like a Yiddish person. But Moshe Rabbeinu, when he traveled, they said Ishmitzri Yitzilon. He looked like a Mitzri. 
So Yosef looked like an Ishivri, so he was Zechad Yibari in Eretz Yisrael. Meshavim looked like an Ishmitri, so he wasn't Zechad Yibari in Eretz Yisrael. I think it's a famous lesson. The Lashon of the Medrash, Dvarim Rabbah, by Avram, by Meshav, Yosef Haida Baratzai, Nikfar Baratzai. Yosef was Maida, he's a Ishivri, he's buried in Eretz Yisrael. Maisha Shaloi Haida Baratzai, my Nikfar Baratzai. Maisha wasn't Maida, so he wasn't buried. What's the Kasha? Obvious Pshat Kasha on this. If Yaki would be here, he would tell me. Huh? No. It's Yeah, Yosef was born in Eretz Yisrael. He was raised in Eretz Yisrael. He was 17 years in Eretz Yisrael. And then he got sent to Mitzrayim. So Yosef, hide the Baratzai. He's Eretz Yisrael, like a person. Maisha, why hide the Baratzai? Maisha, why no? Maisha wasn't born in Eretz Yisrael. His parents, not his mother, not his father, they weren't buried in Eretz Yisrael. Yechevin and Amram were born in Mitzrayim. The words don't seem to make sense. I'm asking. Yosef, hi de Baratzai, hi de Baratzai. He was Takamari Yisrael. Moshe, hi de Baratzai. So Moshe was the double pillar. So he says, the advice of that even Yidin and Chutzlaharetz, I'm a chuyif to have a hergish of Baratzai. Of Eretz Yisrael, even your chutzlar, it's even never in Eretz Yisrael. There has to be a hergish of Eretzay, of your place. That's Eretzay. That's where you belong. Now, the Chassam Seifer said that even though Ani Eircha Kaidim and the Yushlaim are always Ani Eircha, why Ani Yushlaim always Ani Eircha? Because it's Eircha. It's Eircha. It's a sin. There has to be an appreciation of it. There's no appreciation of it, so if you're kind of tin, then you're kind of tin. If it's nothing, then it's nothing. It, it's, it, we're very spoiled, Baruch Hashem, and um, we're very spoiled because we grow up in a time that it's Israel, Baruch Hashem, is, is, is available to us. We don't realize, you know, to think for a minute. You don't realize that from Rabbeinu HaKadosh 2,000 years ago, from Hill to, to Rabbi, the seat of Sakhalacha was in Eretz Yisrael. After Rabbi died, Rav and Shmuel moved to Chutzlaret, to Babel. And from then on, Torah emanated from Babel. Do you realize when we're living? From the time of Rav and Shmuel, the center of Psak Halacha for Yidin, Kimitzian Tetzay Torah, did not exist. Not 1900 years ago, not 1500 years ago, not 1000 years ago. There was no period, zero. There was no time in the entire Hemsha, from Rabbeinu HaKadosh till today, that the, 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 that the, the central place, the, the Merkaz HaTorah, was Eretz Yisrael. Kimitzian Tetzay Torah, you know what it means today? I appreciate it. It's Israel, isn't it? The, the gold of Eretz Yisrael is gone because we have it so available to us. I like to tell you, and people don't believe it, that in 67, for the next 20 or 30 years, I can't tell you good night, but at least 20 years, there were no chairs at the Kaisel, period. Nobody sat by the Kaisel. Kaisel? 
There were no seats at the Kaisal. People came to the Kaisal and stood. You wanted to sit down, you walked away, and you sat down somewhere else. Could you believe it? There were no chairs at the Kaisal. Then, there were a handful of chairs, a little plaque on the back, that it's for elderly people and, uh, who can't stand. And then, there were more chairs and more chairs. And I'm not saying there can't be chairs. I'm just saying, it was more gold then than it is today. It was more gold then than it is today. No one has, there's such an aim at it, you don't sit down, it's, it was gold. Eretz Yisrael, Nikta the Hiraz Bainus of Eretz Yisrael, the Cheshivas Eretz Yisrael, comes when Klal Yisrael is makir. When Klal Yisrael recognizes. When Klal Yisrael recognizes, then it's a, that's Kinyin Eretz Yisrael's Nikta. Taka the Kinyin is when you see it's gold. And the fact that every once in a while people are saying, oh, it's terrible times. It is terrible times. It's awful that people are dying. Terrible. But that Kenyan Eretz Yisrael has been that way consistently since, since we came back to Eretz Yisrael. It's not, it's not easy. Avraham Avinu couldn't go. He, had, he was going easily. He was going on an express bus with his father. The bus broke down in Haran. And he had to go with this Yainis. He had to go and there was a hunger. I want to read you the end of the Lashon of the Ostrovs to there. He's writing this in 36. His son is writing a Bishmai. He writes, and He could have written this today. This is 37. This is 36. He says, This is the quote. Ashi Rishalayim Vahoretz. Loisi Pakeid Al Yede Chesed Leumim. It's not something that we're going to be able to keep because of the kindness of the nations around us. Hardarshim Rak Tevala Atzman. We have no interest really in benefiting Yidin. Whatever they do, they do for their own interest. Achrak Tipakeid Al Yede Hashemrim Hoamitiyim. It's through those who connect, those who see a spiritual And so, there comes a time when it's hard to be in Eretz Yisrael, it's hard to go to Eretz Yisrael. It's hard. So people are afraid. People are afraid. Don't think, you know, don't think it's, it's, it's only here and now. You know, don't buy any of this. You know, the Palestinians are so frustrated with the peace process, they're killing. You know, Muslims are killing wherever they are. They're not just killing Jews. You know, they're killing other Muslims. They're killing, they're killing whoever they can kill. Nothing to do with anything. Eretz Yisrael is Nikhnev Yisrael. Klai Yisrael being there from the very beginning, from when Avram went. Imagine, if Hashem says go, he goes and there's a hunger. He has to run to Mitzrayim for food. Why is it Nikhnev Yisrael? Because the Kenyan is... You have to say it's gold. If it's not gold, then you're not kind of. You're not, if, you, if you take it like tin, then it's tin. So this is a, a hergish for a time that it's right to have the hergish. It should be kind of the idea. You should know that a Kashbar who gives you the opportunity to be in Eretz Yisrael, don't be fooled by all the fools around you, by all the nourisher people around you. Who, who treat it like a good place to go, a good place to eat, a good place to tour. It's not. It's a place, Kedusha. 
The Gemara says, why aren't the Gemara is in the first parakim Sakim? That's I probably. Why aren't the Chamei Tveria in Yerushalayim? Shvarchul in Parshalayim. Why not in Yerushalayim? Yerushalayim is the convention, the city. Gemara says, why aren't the Paris Gnoisar in Yerushalayim? The Paris, the beautiful Paris of northern Eretz Yisrael, uh, Tveria, put it, put it in there. Just put it in Yerushalayim. Shaloyim Aradam. The Gemara says, nobody should say If I would only come to Yerushalayim, Chami Tveria would be Kedai. That means there's something wrong with coming to Yerushalayim for other reasons. Something wrong. Coming to Yerushalayim, good hotels, good food. Something wrong. It's tin, less than tin. Anyway, this is the hergish when things happen in Eretz Yisrael. The hergish that we should feel gagun for Eretz Yisrael. One of the nicest things I, I heard. That's a little bit of an achama for the fact that I'm, I'm a chutzlaretz. The Amshanover who was in Shanghai later came to Eretz Yisrael. He said, "There's one thing I miss being in Eretz Yisrael." I miss my gaguin for Eretz Yisrael. I miss my yearning to be in Eretz Yisrael. When you chutz Eretz, you can have those gaguin. Eretz Yisrael, you're in Eretz Yisrael. We're in chutz Eretz. At least the gaguin, the desire to connect Eretz Yisrael, to Kedushas Eretz Yisrael, to the Ruchnius of Eretz Yisrael, we should have gaguin for it. I hope this man started in Eretz Yisrael. It's happened in the past. I hope it should happen again. Ben Azmanim was a tragic time and Azman starts, the yeshivas they start learning it's more of a shmira we hope it should be that way now as well there shouldn't be daigis and saras in Eretz Yisrael but you know we should appreciate it without it without having to have the Yisurim to remind us of the, of the Cheshiva Saras a good Shabbos